Hi, Art Supply Posse. It's Kim. In these episodes, you'll hear a couple of people share their favourite three art supplies. If you'd like to share your favourite three art supplies, or have in mind someone who you'd like to hear from, send an email to guest at artsupplyposse.com or a DM on Instagram. These episodes do come with a warning. You may find yourself buying more art supplies after listening. And now, onto the episode. Hello, Ida. Welcome to the Art Supply Posse. I am delighted to have you here. Thank you for making time to join us. Thank you very much for having me. I'm really excited to, to get involved. I love talking about art materials, so this will be good. Awesome. So could you just give a little brief introduction to our listeners just to let them know who you are? Hi, my name is Ida. I'm an illustrator, cartoonist and designer based in Glasgow in Scotland. Um, my work is very colourful. It often sort of explores themes of nature and everyday life in a sort of joyous and colourful way, um, but also climate justice and socioeconomic issues because I believe that art is a really great conversation starter. So art is a really nice way to kind of create change in the world. So um, I like to sort of be in that space of sort of lovely colours and sort of boldness, but also just the ability to kind of um, direct change somehow. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. So we're talking art supplies, and I know you use lots of different supplies, like pretty much all of us do, but we're looking at your favourite three like today, which, you know, we all know this may change, but, hey, this is right now, this is you right now. What is your third favourite art supply? My third favourite art supply? So so this is um, something new to me that I hadn't known about before. It's called a chalk liner. Um, you get them in sort of hardware stores. Mm -hmm. It's a wonderful tool that... Um, avoids a lot of measuring and running around with rulers, which uh -huh. I love because that's always, it's always where things go, go wrong for me. <laughs> um, uh, it's, it's basically, it's, it's, it's a plastic container. Uh, you put chalk on it and it has a piece of string in it. And what this allows you to do, it, 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 it makes it really easy to make grids. Uh -huh. So I've been painting a lot of murals recently. And a lot of the time you get these sort of eight meter walls, sort of drawing a grid onto an eight meter wall becomes quite difficult. Mm -hmm. um, what you do is you measure out the corners and then you get your string within the, the chalk liner and attach it to one side, pull it to the other, pull it tight and then ping it. Yep. Um, and it creates straight lines for grids, which is so time saving and, and wonderful. Yeah, that would have made a big difference to your, to your process. Oh, yes. So yeah. that's that's a wonderful tool. Um, yeah, no, it's been great to have that Fantastic. in my in my box. Yeah, yeah. And I love I love supplies when they don't necessarily speak as being an art supply, yet they slip in and they 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 work exactly how you want them to. Like you know, it's. I think a lot of the time we think about art supplies, and we, of course we think about going to an art store and brushes and paints and all that which of course you know are vital but when there's something that doesn't necessarily appear to be and wasn't intended to be used for art supplies but it works for that too it's a nice little thing it's like yeah this is oh, great yeah. yeah I love it 
And look, you know, you might you might need to use it somewhere else. You might uh, need to use it outside building or something. So look, you've you've got yourself you've got that as well. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Actually, actually, um, to go with my big chalk liner um, and box for painting murals and a lot of materials, I got myself this huge um, box. It's it's like a wheel box mm-hmm. from Default. Uh, they only seem to make them in sort of man sizes because. Of course. The thing is, it's so big that if it's stacked, all of, of all the boxes are stacked on top of each other. I actually can't can't walk around with it. It's too big. Uh, all of all of the um, all of the sort of uh, things from from your hardware stores they're all huge. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm not I'm not really a small person, but you know, like if you if you get a spirit level, it's not a small no. spirit level. It's like big. It's yeah. Big. Everything is so big. It's, it's, yeah, it's one thing to be careful with hardware stores. It's like you order them online and you pick them up from the hardware store and you're like, oh, I had no idea. I, I was that was, you know, like the size that granny's using the garden and actually you've got a huge stubborn part, which is great too, but it takes a lot of space. Yeah, it does. And it may not necessarily fit in your car. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I feel like also this chalk liner could have been a lot smaller considering, but you yeah. just like to make of course they do yeah that's just how it goes okay so what would be your second favorite art supply so my second favorite art supply at the moment is my Windsor Newton color um palette uh, I'm running out of a lot of the colors (laughs) as any good art watercolor box should um at some point anyway it's 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 a bit it's basically more of my hobby. So mm-hmm. I I work as an artist, so a lot of what I do needs to always be very planned and I need to get it right and there's a lot of you know pressure to get it right, I guess. Yeah. So yeah. watercolor for me is my, my hobby mm-hmm. within my work. So mm-hmm. I don't often show people what I paint. Um it's it's kind of more of a trial and error thing. Um, I, I got myself a book from a charity shop uh, about, you know, like the, the traditional craft of watercoloring. So yeah. there's sort of the way to do things, the way to, you know, how to look after your brushes properly, um, why there should be a slant on the board when you're painting watercolors so that it runs down right and you get a smooth pigment and these things. And it's just so nice. I think that's what I fell in love with as a, as a child, mm-hmm. like the, the craft of how it works. Yeah. And sometimes within sort of getting projects done, it's that kind of goes goes missing a wee bit. It kind yeah. of, you know, it's just this constant sort of trying to get everything perfect leaves very little space to play with craft. Yeah. And, you know, mistakes anyway. I think it's also nice and probably important for for a working artist to have something that's actually not their main source of what their income is like because you need to re uh invigorate yourself you need to you know fill your creative cup so to speak so having something that doesn't make a difference if it's not perfect or not you know worthy of being sold or whatever any of those other things are i think it's really good to have that as a as a a downtime thing for yourself Mm-hmm, absolutely. So yeah, that's. I've I've actually recently found out about liquid watercolors, which are even more vibrant, which is yes. wonderful. Yeah. Um, yeah, you can you can 
watercolors is one of those things where you can start off and it's very cheap and then very quickly you get to very expensive places <laughs> so like the brush is you know it's not it's not two pounds it's not five pounds obviously oh, no. not four dollars no, it's time you get very quickly yeah like hi and so I, I treat myself sometimes yeah. <laughs> it's amazing isn't it how quickly you can go from spending literally a few dollars to the oh I have to have all the yeah <laughs> But it does mean at least that you're loving it and you want to explore it more and get better at it and, and treat yourself. So why not? <laughs> Absolutely. So what um, then would be your favourite supply? At the moment, uh, mm. this, is, this is my um, humble brush. Uh, I just finished a mural uh, on a very, very, very pebble-dashed or rough-cast wall. <laughs> Um, and I actually used this brush for most of it because it was so rough cast. If mm -hmm. I used a softer brush or a brush which um, was bigger, mm -hmm. the bristles would just splatter out and I wouldn't get clean lines. Oh, wow. So um, I spent the entire, well, well, obviously sort of cutting in with sort of this this brush, which... It was a 26.6 meter wall. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's a <laughs> tiny brush for that bigger project. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Obviously, for cutting in, that was, that was, it was silly. I had no idea how much rough cast can impact mm -hmm. the, the painting process. Much more paint, much more difficult clean lines, and generally a lot more expensive. And yep. yeah, it was. A lesson learned. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a it's a it's an oil brush and I think it's a Dala and Rooney uh, size ten um brush. It's got mm -hmm. quite stiff bristles which make it great for rough cast. Yeah. Um, yeah. um yeah, I think with brushes it's one of these things where you have to kind of try out a few different ones and see which ones are the right level of springy. Mm -hmm. for you yeah so I, I kind of have always have like a brush in my box that I always go to until it until it until it goes until it sort of becomes all sort of fluffy um, mm -hmm. so I, I've been very thankful for this brush yeah because um yeah I think otherwise this would the mural would not have been possible in the way that it was in the end which is sounds really silly um, but yeah, it's it's a very simple tool. But yeah, I think I think you need to buy yourself at least one more of those, if not two, oh, yeah. just oh, so yeah. as you've got them there, just in case you get stuck doing another twenty-six meter mural and then the brush dies midway through. At least you can pull a new one straight out of yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that, those are my three three most recent favorite bits of toolbox goodies I love it. no fantastic so where would be the best place for listeners to find you if they wanted to seek you out after giving this a listen uh, yeah so i have a website it's uh, ida henrich i-d-a-h-e-n-r-i-c-h dot com mm -hmm. or on instagram at, at ida henrich so it's i-d-a-h-e-n-r-i-c-h i'm on twitter as well at Ida underscore Henrich um, <laughs> and uh, on Facebook, I think it's Ida Henrich Design. Um, so, um, yeah, come say hello. It would be lovely.
Hi Posse, it's Kim, bringing you another Favourite 3 episode, this time today with Julia Vanderwick. Hi Julia, great to have you here. Hi, thanks to uh, thanks for having me. Good to be here. <laughs> All right, we're just gonna get we're just gonna get straight into it. I want to know. We want to know what is your third favorite art supply and why? Oh, my third favorite. Well, I don't know if this is my third favorite, but it's one of my three favorites, and it Perfect. is a um, it is a bamboo pen. Mm-hmm. And by bamboo pen, I mean that it is a piece of bamboo that has had a nib cut into it. Cool. For the listeners who, you... who, just let me interrupt Julia, sorry. Just for the listeners' yes. sake, Julia and I have videos so we can see each other and she's got it and I wish I was there to use it. Um, so <laughs> that's how cool it looks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It. Um, and you just dip it in ink or paint or whatever and you draw with it. Um, and it, it just makes this really interesting line. It tends to fade out real quick because it's, it's just a piece of bamboo with a nib cut into it. There's no feed (laughs) or anything Mm -hmm. like that, you know? Um, but I just, I love it for quick gestural drawings Mm -hmm. and it, um, I don't know when I first started doing, uh, I did a few ink reviews and when I first started doing them, I tore the house apart looking for this. I think I bought it at an art supply store in the early 90s for like $3. <laughs> wow. Yeah, okay. And um, I thought, oh, no, this is the thing I need for just quickly getting to know an ink. And now that I have it back in my hands, I just really enjoy drawing with it. Yeah, that's um, – I need to go online shopping that's what I need to do because <laughs> that looks amazing and it sounds ama- like just, yeah, okay, right. <laughs> You're it's, making it's me the simplest thing. It's the simplest thing, but um, hopefully it won't be that much money. I don't know what the yeah. price of these has happened. Uh, uh, I know that's incredible grammar that I just said there, but. Um, yeah, all good. It's, it's, it's talking's hard. <laughs> it's surprisingly hard sometimes yeah yeah yeah. so that's uh so that is that is a favorite thing yeah I can see Um, why I can see why so then what's the next favorite thing the next favorite thing and I'm looking around at my art supplies going what should it be (laughs) oh my gosh um um well, I'll tell you, I, here, it's a new favorite. Okay. And these are Zebra Mild Liner Brush Pens. Mm-hmm. They're dual tip, fine line with a brush pen. And yeah. it's the mild liner colors, uh, the way they have their really easy on the eyes, like highlighter kind of pens. Yes. Yeah. But this is in a brush, brush and fine line dual tip mm-hmm. pen. Mm-hmm. And... Um, there are three sets of five that I have gone ahead and bought all of them. And what I really love to do with them is do kind of transparent watercolor style paint paintings over like rubber stamps in my planner. Oh, that's <laughs> a cool idea. And um, 
because they're it's it's a transparent color, you can layer the colors around over each other and over other uh, media. Yeah, and it is about as close to doing watercolors without literally using watercolor as I have come in a brush pen yet. And I have used um, like the Winsor Newton watercolor brush pens, for instance, and. Mm-hmm those are really more like markers that you put water over later. Yep. In my experience, I haven't figured out a way to make those like watercolor yet really. Um, But these kind of are, and I just love them. I have them right here in front of me at my desk all the time. And even if I'm not using them, I look at them and it makes me happy. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, they are pretty, aren't they, just to look at. Like I recently, recently, a couple of months ago, I suppose, I ordered some stuff online and I just got two. I just added two to my order for the sake of it. I don't know why. I think because I hadn't tried them. And they're beautiful to use, but they are just a nice design. They're just clean and not like they're just... I don't know, they're just nice. They're just really nice and you're right. They just look nice when you look at them. It's like, yes, that's a nicely designed piece of, you know, a nicely designed pen. So, yeah, I'm with you. I like them a lot. They're great. Yeah. So then what is your favourite or uh, like the other of your top three (laughs) supply? Because it is hard to (laughs) narrow down. I understand that completely. It is a a difficult thing. It's like choosing a favourite child or a favourite pet or... I don't know. It's, yeah. it's a hard one. <laughs> it's like choosing a favorite art supply. Um, I think I think my all-time number one favorite art supply has to be a brush. Yeah. And my uh, historically my favorite brush is Windsor Newton Series Seven Sable mm-hmm. Round Brush um, because it is a uh, the the long round style of of brush um, is really versatile as far as the kinds of marks that you can make. You can do washes with them as well as sharp detail. Mm-hmm. And the sable hairs come to this amazing point every single time. Um, I do have uh, concerns about using animal hairs in a brush that is hard to kind of reconcile with how I care for animals, you know, Mm -hmm. and I have actually found, I believe this came in an art snacks box, um, a synthetic long round brush that makes a point that's just as good as the sable. And so that has become my new favorite brush, which is the Princeton velvet touch. Um, Long round, number eight. <laughs> yeah, eight's nice and big. And yeah, they are beautiful. Brush. If I wanted to go crazy, I might want to try a number a size eleven mop in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the eight is big enough, um, so I can do I can do washes over like a nine by twelve sheet, yep. um, fairly well. And, um, and again, it makes that amazing point, which just floored me to have in a synthetic point. I, I didn't think that was possible. I thought I was going to be paying lots of money for animal hair and feeling slightly bad Uh (laughs) 
<laughs> forever, yeah. but um, I'm really, uh, yeah, I really like this brush and it's, it's more affordable in general than um, animal fur brushes. And they're, they're nicely made. Um, they're really nice. I've got one or two of the Princetons, I think, and they're just, again, mm -hmm. they're well thought out, the design. Like they feel nice in the hand and as well as everything else is working properly, but they just also look nice and feel nice as well. Yeah. Yeah, it feels like a professional brush in the way that the Series 7 does. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, uh, I for many years I did professional photo retouching the traditional way using painting with dyes directly over the photo. And we used the Windsor Newton Series 7, number three, for that. <laughs> Where am I going with that? I'm really glad that that I can kind of grow with this, with this tool that I've come to, to rely on in, in such a context. Yeah. It's um, something you've used for a long time. So you know it and it works for you. And I think jumping to, well, it's a different brand. It's a different material. Like it's synthetic as opposed to a natural fiber. Mm -hmm. It can be big, stumbling block for the brain to get over like do you know what I mean like going from using mm -hmm. one thing to using something that promises to be similar or maybe it doesn't I shouldn't even say that should I because I haven't gone and looked but they're probably not probably that's not how they're doing their marketing but like you know that thing of okay well I want to move away from that that natural fiber because it's coming from an animal and I wish to use a synthetic fiber but is it going to perform the same way as this thing that I've used for forever like I used it in a different different way to begin with and now I'm using it in another way, is it going to still give me what I want? So it's a big thing to for your brain and, your, and the way you work to jump through, I think. Yeah. And, you know, it's one of those things where you know it by the feel. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, this is, this is what I can control. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, control. There's a lot of that. <laughs> yep. And then, of course, the thing that makes it favorite is the joy of use. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want your supply to get in the way of making your art. Absolutely. Well, that was a great little, uh, a great little episode, Julia. Thank you for <laughs> uh, sharing your favorite three things with us. We really appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, thanks again. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed these short chats about art supplies. If you'd like to take part or would like to suggest a guest, send a DM on Instagram or an email to guest at artsupplyposse.com.